right now we're going to welcome in Dr. Daisy Fung to the program, a family physician and uh, U of A assistant uh, clinical professor. Uh, Good afternoon, Daisy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, Very good. Thank you. I appreciate your time today. Uh, Dr. Fung, I know that uh, you have uh, taken part in a uh, study. uh, uh, The Edmonton Long COVID Clinic uh, uh, conducted a study on stigma, which is attached to long COVID. Uh, Before we get into that a little bit, tell me about long COVID and uh, what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes it's easier to, to relate with a bit of storytelling. Um, so I had a acute COVID back in 2020, and uh, sometimes this can happen um, after other infections as well. But my, my symptoms basically didn't go away, um, and they lasted uh, longer than three months. And uh, so long COVID can be a large, large variety of symptoms that are uh, persistent or chronic. Um, and uh, so we're finding now that a lot of patients might be experiencing fatigue and, and muscle pain and uh, trouble concentrating, um, a whole host of symptoms actually that uh, seem directly related to the um, direct COVID infection. And um, so that's what's been affecting me for the last uh, almost three years now. That's a long time. I, I was reading one study that they, they said the, the effects of long COVID last months and usually are done in a year, but that is certainly not the case with everyone and certainly not the case with you. It's been a while. Yeah, that's correct. Nothing's textbook, and, and we're still learning um, about this. Uh, you know, and, and you, you are right. Some patients do get long COVID uh, resolution or better uh, sooner, and, and even up to a year, they're they're better. But some patients do have symptoms quite a bit longer. Any idea of the percentage of people who uh, get COVID and how that turns into long COVID? Are, obviously, everyone doesn't get it, right? Uh, that's correct and, and again we're still learning about that too and, and we still need to know um, how many patients are out there that haven't told us uh, that they have symptoms this long right took me several months to go see my doctor as well and um, it was only in hindsight really that I realized what was going on but um, it can be quite high um, ranges between 20 and 30 percent might be the most uh, quoted um, but it might be even higher than that because we don't know who's out there yeah, people likely have the symptoms but don't know what it is and um, just think they have the flu or just feel they're tired or whatever the case may be, right? Yeah, and, and the stigma might be preventing them from presenting to their physician or any healthcare provider as well, right? Um, and, and that plays a part. Uh, just of interest to me, uh, you're a family physician. Have uh, You're a person who is suffering from uh, uh, long COVID. Have you treated people with long COVID? And what's that experience been like for you? Uh, Yes, I have. Um, So within my own practice, I've seen patients get COVID and then uh, have symptoms persist and affect them uh, to the point of being completely bedridden or um, housebound. Um, And it's been very difficult as a family physician to to be in the, the same place they are in some ways in learning about this and how uh, the prognosis or how that outcome might look like for them, especially if it's been going on for well over a year for them as well. But um, in, in a way, my own personal experience has helped better develop um, my own communication and empathy that I realized wasn't as good um, as it could have been. 
um, and that's helped patients open up to me as well. So there's been some interesting experiences that I didn't expect. Is there a link to the severity of COVID? Because we've heard over the last three years, it, it wipes some people out for a couple of days. Some people say, oh, it's just a bad cold. Uh, is, is long COVID connected at all to the severity of COVID? You know, I haven't uh, seen that. So I, I've had patients who didn't even realize they had COVID at all. Uh, they didn't have any symptoms. And then they developed uh, long COVID afterwards and, and their immune system still reacted. And it's by um, either really thorough history taking or um, sometimes a test uh, that shows that there was past infection could be discussed and, and ordered. Um, but that's quite special as well. Um, but most feel that they had a cold or they had something and, and then they developed these symptoms and again it, we've seen this before even prior to COVID and other viral or bacterial illness in the past and patients would get um, long-term chronic symptoms Dr. Daisy Fung is with us on 630 Chet Afternoons, a family physician and the uh, U of A assistant uh, clinical professor. Um, you were involved in a, in a study on stigma towards long COVID. Uh, tell me about the study, what you did in the study and how the stigma has affected you. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was uh, carried out by a team over at the Long COVID Clinic here at the University of Alberta and by um, a pulmonologist, Dr. DeMant, uh, who I knew actually back from my medical training. He was a teacher for me. And um, I'm a patient at that clinic as well. And so I was contacted to complete the survey uh, to basically relay um, how stigma has affected me and, and how long COVID has affected me and rate, uh, rate that on a scale as well. Um, and, and for me, um, it was quite surprising to experience stigma, uh, even from within my own profession. Um, from colleagues, not just uh, as a patient. And uh, so I had fellow doctors saying that uh, long COVID's not real um, and that what, what we have and what I have is, is a, a mood disorder or trouble with dealing with the pandemic or because I'm a woman, um, because there are a lot of misconceptions around uh, chronic disease in general and, and unseen chronic disease especially. Um, and who develops them. So I was, I experienced a lot of uh, invalidation from, from colleagues as well as uh, the public um, because I'm quite vocal on social media as well with my experiences and it was the same there. Uh, what, what's the cure? Is there a cure? Is it just time? Are you, are you just playing a waiting game now? It's obviously been a long time for you already. What, what can you do to get over this? Mm -hmm. So, um, like a lot of other chronic uh, disease, there there tends to not be a cure, but there is management of the symptoms, and there are a lot of tools that we have in our back pocket to try and improve quality of life and improve function. So, um, a lot it, depending on the symptoms that a patient might have, um, there are different tools, including um, physiotherapy or um, rehab. Um, you know, for me. Uh, there is something called pacing that I've had to learn how to do and I've worked with occupational therapy to do that. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of patients and myself are waiting. We don't know if this is going to look the same as a lot of other post-infectious syndromes or if this is going to act differently and waiting um, might be the only thing that we can do and it will 
end itself, quote unquote. But uh, in in the meantime, you know, validation and listening and, and talking about it can also be part of that treatment and therapy um, while we cope with this. Dr. Daisy Fung, I thank you for your time today, and I certainly wish you all the best in getting over this. Thank you so much, Morley. All right, uh, Dr. Daisy Fung, a family physician and a U of A assistant clinical uh, professor.